Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to This is Steph Sober, the podcast. I'm your host, Steph. I'm an ex-binge drinker who is now a sober lifestyle blogger, as well as a wife and a mother. And this is the start of season two, very first episode. In this episode... I am going to talk about my experience with moderate drinking and share some insights to why moderate drinking is hard, as well as share some questions for you to ponder on if you're considering moderate drinking. I'm really excited about this topic. Moderate drinking is probably one of the things that was a catalyst for me as far as figuring out that I can't drink at all. And I will share how that all evolved. So let's dive in, shall we? Okay, so let's start with what is moderate drinking? And according to the CDC, yes, according to the CDC, we're going to get official here. It's two drinks or less per day for men and then one drink or less per day for women. And there's also been some emerging um, evidence suggesting that even drinking within these guidelines is bad for your health. So I know Sarah and I had mentioned it in a previous podcast. Um, There is a podcast, uh, Huberman Lab, and I will share it in the show notes here. Uh, he's a biologist and he, it's a two hour long podcast, so I get it. It's really long, but if you're really wanting to get into like the science and the biology behind what drinking does to our bodies and even in a moderate amount, he is very thorough about that. And actually the conclusion that he comes up with in, in talking about all these different studies and things is that. There was this whole thing about having less than seven seven drinks for the entire week. So so here, let's go back to the CDCs with two drinks or less for men, and they say per day. But if you do that per day, then what are you looking at? If you do two drinks per day, then that's 14 for the week. So you're already like technically over, you know, what you should be drinking for the week. And so there's a lot of controversy around, you know, is is drinking in moderation good for you? And it's kind of this unraveling thing that's happening right now. Um, And if you go online, you can find all these things, all these studies and things that are coming up that really we're finding that not drinking at all is best. Um, These these ideas of, you know, having one drink a day or just, you know, one or two throughout the week is good for your health. They are slowly... Um, debunking all of all of that and um, it's kind of something that's evolving so I'm, I'm excited as this progresses and um, yeah keep an eye on all of that because it is definitely something um, that as a ex-drinker, ex-binge drinker, um, I really needed to know these kind of things to kind of pr- like I guess in a roundabout way, talk myself into or like understand what it was really doing to my body. 
Um, and so there is all of that. I will share, like I said, his podcast. It's very informational. Uh, and yeah, I, I highly recommend giving that a listen if you're into that kind of thing. Um, so talking about moderate drinking, I can tell you that by that definition, I was never a moderate drinker. I was definitely a binge drinker. And what does that mean as far as a binge drinker? Well, I was drinking definitely more than one drink per day. Um, I was drinking anywhere from six to 12 drinks. And while I didn't do that every day, it was over 50% of my week. I would probably do that on average three to four days a week. But, you know, it just really depended on the on the week. So um, there were weeks when I would maybe do that five days a week. Um, there were times in my life where there were weeks where I was, was drinking every day. So it was kind of just dependent on what was going on. I was very much and an emotional drinker. I was very much drinking um, because I had anxiety, uh, things like that. So it kind of ebb and flowed with where I was with my mental health. And so um, there were times when things would get really heavy for me and I would decide like I need to take a break. Like I could feel that maybe let's say I did go on like a week or two of you know, drinking more than the three to four days. And I just was really like having, I always had stomach issues. Don't get me wrong. There was always just like this baseline of like digestion issues, but maybe that got a little bit to where it was a pain point for me, where it was getting to be a little too uncomfortable. And so I would decide to take a break. And kind of what that would look like would be maybe, all right, I am going to only drink these days of the week is how my breaks um, started in the beginning. So it would be, um, you know, okay, I'm going to drink just Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or I'm only going to drink on Friday or Saturday, or depending on how bad it was, I'm only drinking Saturday this week. And the problem with that is when I would allow myself that time to drink, I would binge out again and it just starts the cycle all over. So there was a time where there, I, I don't know even know where I found it, to be honest, you guys. I, I don't know if it was um, like a Facebook ad or Instagram ad, but anyway, there was this Basically, it's this app and they will text you. They're kind of like an accountability for drinking. So you tell them like you're trying to cut back and okay, my goal for the week is to have X amount of drinks. And then you lay out each day of the week how many drinks you're going to allow yourself to have each one of those days. And so say I said I want to only drink like eight drinks for the whole week. And then I would lay out like Thursday, I'm going to have three, you know, and like so on and so on. And then what would happen is when I would come up to a day that was a drinking day, I would text this number every time I would have a drink. And then the goal was they would text me back and say, like when I was getting, like say it was a night that I was going to have three. When I text them about the second drink, the, the, the text I would get back from them would be, okay, only one more. You, you know, it's kind of like having this little, like, I think they called themselves even like a coach, you know, just this, this person that is holding you accountable and 
you know, the concept of it is great. And I think that if you're not a problem drinker or you weren't a binge drinker, that maybe that would work. And so I'm not talking about, I'm actually going to include it in the show notes. It's, they've changed their name since I used it. It is now called sunnyside.co. And I highly recommend if you are someone who is drinking more than you want to and you want to experiment with moderation and you you need that accountability, give it a try. Like, honest to God, like I said, I don't regret trying to be a moderate drinker. It really is what catapulted me into like figuring out if I can do it or not. You don't know if you can if you're going to be able to do something until you try it. So that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about just like letting you like giving you the 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 withal, you know, the knowing, the 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 questions to ask yourself to really like be honest with yourself and dig deep into figuring out if moderation is a road that you even want to go down. So um that being said, I have to tell you something that I recently learned which also kind of like makes sense on why I had such a hard time with moderation because I consider myself a very mental strong mentally strong person like if I want to do something I fucking do it I'm like a dog with a bone when I really want to do something and I never could figure out why it was so hard for me with moderation and um, one of the things that I've recently found out since getting sober is it really had nothing to do with my willpower when we are binge drinkers, which I just explained to you what like a binge drinker is, so you can kind of put it into perspective with your own type of drinking. But when you're a binge drinker, there are permanent changes that happen to our brain. So what happens is the liver creates an enzyme that's called THIQ. And these enzymes are depositing, like are being deposited into the brain. And when those are present, it really makes it impossible to stop drinking once you start. It like activates this thing in your brain. And I'm sorry, I am not a biologist or a scientist, so I, I'm really hard at regurgitating things like this sometimes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it, it so even after taking a long break, which I will talk about next, it really makes it pretty much impossible to stop once you start because there's a part of your brain that's going to take over that you are going to have a really hard time controlling. So I want you to know that because a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves and like really are hard on themselves when they like can't drink. And I'm using air quotes like a normal drinker, you know, just go out and have one or two. And sometimes it's just not worth setting yourself up for that disappointment. Um, so circling back to taking a long break, that would have been the next thing that I tried to do. And it was actually the last few years, um, I was really getting, uh, like my health was really starting to suffer and I was really noticing, um, some, some things with my health and the weight gain and the feeling like shit all the time. The anxiety was, my anxiety was really bad. And I've talked about it in my blog, um, 
been on the podcast with Sarah, my anxiety, I suffered with anxiety for 17 years and um, the, I would take medication and, and, I, and it didn't help. So I would quit taking the medication because technically you're not supposed to drink when you're on this medication and drinking helped sort of, right? When I was drinking, I didn't feel anxious, but let's remember I was a binge drinker. I wasn't someone who got up and would drink all day every day. So I would have to deal with my anxiety during the day. And then um, I would use the alcohol to like help calm it down. And it was a very vicious cycle. But one thing that I would do is um, in taking a break, I would take a long break because once again, my goal was to be, my goal was never to be sober. My goal was always to learn how to to moderate and be a normal drinker because I really wanted alcohol to have a place in my life. Um, The thought of not being able to drink with people just did not even seem like an option for me. Like that thought was like, no, there was, there was no thought of it um, because it was so embedded into my life. So I would do dry January. I did I did two dry Januaries, and one of them turned into a dry February. The point of doing a dry January for me was, one, to prove I didn't have a problem, and really to prove to myself that I didn't have a problem. And then the second was, okay, now I've done like a complete reset, right? My tolerance is back down, and it was. I would go back to drinking and yeah, the first maybe two or three times that I would drink, I was able to have just a few because that's really, that's all it took was just a few to feel the buzz, to feel the reason why I was drinking, right? The reason I was drinking was to calm other things, anxiety, shit feelings, um, you name it, bad day. So it would only take a few to get me there. But guess what? It didn't take long where the tolerance started building back up. And before you know it, here I am. It's summer. I'm binging again. And it just was not, it was not a method that worked for me. We'll put it that way. So like I, I did write a blog about moderate drinking and why it didn't work for me. Um, I also did an Instagram post not too long about long not too long ago um, about some questions to consider when um, you're thinking about becoming a moderate drinker, and so I kind of want to go over those and like share a little bit more detail than I did in the Instagram post about you know how to ponder these things and what they mean. So the first one is. If you could be a moderate drinker, don't you think you would already be one? And that is a very, very interesting question in a way because it kind of makes you like, yeah, but I've never really tried it, so maybe I could be. Like, it's, you know, but to me... I think if you're if you're someone who can drink moderately, you're already drinking moderately. If you're someone who can drink moderately, you're probably not even listening to this podcast, right? So that's just like the first thing you got to ask yourself. Like you and you got to be completely honest with yourself too when it comes to these questions because 
That is one thing that got me to sobriety was when I could finally just be 100% honest with that person in the mirror and just like call her out on her bullshit. So these are some questions that will provoke that for sure. Okay, so that's the first thing to kind of ponder, right? And you need to work through like why you know, moderate drinking has never really worked for you. So one way to do that, why was it hard for you in the past? So if you have tried moderation before, say this isn't your first go around, like why was it hard for you in the past? I can tell you why it was hard for me. It was because, once again, I wasn't drinking because I wanted to enjoy a drink as in like just because I'm enjoying the flavor of the drink and that's it. I was the reasons I was drinking was to numb out. You can't numb out to the level that I needed to numb out with just one or two drinks. Like it's, it's it was that was not going to work for me. So asking yourself, you know, why you drink will really help you answer the question of why it was so hard in the past not, you know, to not be able to moderate because you've really got to work through, you know, the feelings or the the anxiety or whatever it may be that is like pushing you to drink. Like, why are you reaching for a drink in the first place? And then are you okay with drinking and not getting drunk is another question you need to ask yourself. Once again, if you are only going to have one or two drinks, you're most likely not going to get to the point where you're intoxicated. Um, some of you might feel intoxicated, but I think you know what I mean uh, as far as a lot of people drink to get drunk. I drank to get drunk. I didn't see the point in having one or two drinks. Like, why would you only have one or two? You're not going to get what I thought was the benefits of the alcohol, which is numbing yourself out, feeling like you can let go of your inhibitions and and those kind of things, you know, canceling out the anxiety, feel, the anxious feelings that I was having. So you've got to ask yourself, are you okay with that? Will you be okay with being, and especially if the people around you drink to get drunk, you know, there's 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 something with that as well. My husband is currently moderating his drinking and he actually just told me he's got an event um, this this Thursday and it's a work event. My husband's in construction. And if you know anything about the construction industry, it is all around work hard, play hard. And you're a good old boy and you have you you get together and you drink your beers and it's it's a it's definitely wrapped up into that culture and he is a fifth generation carpenter so this is deep into his core like this is this is so part of his identity it is like it's bad so he's got this event and he told me he is going to you know try to just have a few. My husband likes to rate his drinking like like with movie ratings and so he said, "Babe, I'm going to keep my drinking PG." Like PG PG. And I'm like, "Okay, I know what that means because that's like his lingo and how he's always associated which to which means for him he's going to keep it at least under 6, okay? So 
my thought process for this with him, and this is his journey, and and we've done uh, a podcast about you know, um, ha- you know how to like handle people around you that are drinking and when it bothers you and you really have to be careful because you don't this is their journey and they have to learn these things on their own you have to remember a time when you were in the same place they were at and struggling with letting go of that part of your identity and how you didn't want to hear certain things you've got to remember that they will be ready when they're ready and you have to continue to focus on yourself and set an example. Okay. I I needed, I need to put that in there because it's very important. But what I was going to say is, um, for my husband, I know what he's going to be walking into. I know that what happens is in it's, it's a, once you have one, the group sees that you're drinking. Okay. Then they go and buy another round. And what happens is you get caught up in this cycle of rounds being bought, right? And it's really hard because now there's this people-pleasing aspect that comes in of, okay, I was only going to have two, but Joe over here, he just bought me a third one and, you know, I didn't I don't want to be rude and not and not drink the drink because once again, it's also like work-related, right? It's networking, it's socializing, and it's just it's going to be really hard for him. My thought process where I'm at now, if I was in the same situation that he's in and I was going into it, I would actually personally not even have that first drink. I would let it be known out the bat that I'm not drinking because then you don't get caught up in the rounds. You don't have to try to step out. And so, and I know that's really hard for people to do. And it was really, it it would have been really hard for me to do in the beginning as well, especially if I was trying to moderate my drinking, because all you want to do is moderate your drinking and prove that you can do it. But my husband was also a binge drinker. And so knowing what I know now about this enzyme, it is going to be really hard for him. And also knowing what I know now, it helps me like not get so upset about his, like if he does go over what he wanted to do um, this week, it helps me from like really being like in a roundabout way, like kind of, you know, resentful or irritated with him because honestly, it's something that he's not really going to be in control of. So just a little little example of of how this can go down um, when you're trying to be a moderate drinker because I know a lot of us, Um, you know, at social events is like the hardest time because you just get caught up, like I said, in in the buying of the rounds and the doing of the shots and all of that. So that comes up to my next question. Do you have the willpower to say no? Because not only if you were a binge drinker and you have this now, this enzyme that is, is fucking with your world, uh, inhibitions alone go out the door. So say you, you, you're going to have your two drinks, you have your two drinks, but you have already affected that part of your brain that blurs the line between right and wrong. And it's going to be so much easier for someone to say, oh, come on, just one more. What's one more going to hurt? Just have one more, you know, and or, you know, you're having like a really good conversation with someone and they order another one. And so then you're just like, because now you feel like the alcohol is what is keeping this conversation going, which, by the way, it's not. Um, but we get caught up in thinking that that's what's going on. 
And then, so yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, just get me another one too. Like the inhibition is gone. And so if you know that about yourself, if you know that like, like for instance, I know that about myself. If I do anything, I'm like all in. I'm all in. Like, I'm an all or nothing person. I'm an all or nothing gal. And so, I mean, moderating anything really is hard for me. Um, So, yeah. So, really ask yourself that. I mean, you know yourself better than anybody. Like, think about other areas of your life where maybe you have a hard time moderating and they're not even a drug, you know? So, really give yourself some grace in that because um, it's it it, it, sometimes it's just seriously... takes over your brain and it's really like you're not even in the driver's seat anymore. And then here's another one that is, this is why, this one here is why when I realized this is why I just was like, nope, I'm not going to try to moderate anymore. And then it kind of circles back to the whole sunnyside.co that I did. Um, Will the focus on moderating keep you from being in the present moment? So when I was trying to moderate through that little coaching, texting thing, what would happen is, first of all, I'm trying to socialize, right? Out to dinner with friends or we're watching a football game, having people over, whatever it may be. And then on top of that, now every time I get a drink, I have to remember to text this number that I'm getting a drink, okay? And then... What happens is, then they text me back. See, it's like an interruption, right? It's an interruption of the flow of conversation. It's an interruption of, you know, if we're watching a football game or whatever we got together to do, it it interrupts that time spent. And then there's a panic that comes into place too, right? When I start to like, okay, so I said four, and then I text them that I had my fourth, and then I get that text back. Okay, this is your last drink. And then I'm like, looking at my clock and I'm like, oh God, but we're probably going to be here for another hour. Oh, and I didn't bring anything else to drink. And then what's everybody going to say when I switch to water? Like you aren't present. You're like causing this worry and anxiety that is so unnecessary. So if I would have just showed up, got the awkwardness out of the way in the beginning, nope, I'm not drinking today brought my water, brought my my uh, tea, whatever it is you wanted to bring to drink instead, and just fully enjoyed the situation and what you were doing so much better. And I mean, that's how I live my life now, right? Like, don't have to worry about how many I'm having or if I'm having too much. Like, I get to just go and enjoy and be present in the moment. So those are the main things for you to ponder. I hope, 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 hope that they help. Um, And if you have tried moderating, uh, let me know. Reach out to me. Uh, My Instagram is probably the best way. Uh, If you don't follow me, it is. I'll include it in the show notes, of course. Um, But it is This Is Stuff Sober. And it's probably the best way to, you know, my DMs are definitely open. I love communicating through there. It's actually where I have found a lot of my sober friends. Um, 
So yeah, hit me up. Let me know if you've tried moderation or, you know, if you feel like you have any other questions on it um, or, you know, if you want to just maybe talk some of these questions out with someone, like have someone as like a sounding board to like bounce some things off of and and maybe some realizations that you've had around moderate drinking uh, would be I would be so open for that. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much um, my take on moderation. And I hope that you enjoyed the pod. And yeah, we will be talking again next week. This is going to be a weekly thing for me. I'm so excited to do this. Um, Love, just love being able to give back to the sober community because I, I leaned and I still lean really hard um, on that community uh, for my own sobriety. And so it's just kind of my way of, of giving back. So hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. Remember, I am just a woman on a mission to normalize sobriety and living a sober lifestyle. I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor. Please, if alcohol is causing serious physical or mental health issues, seek professional help. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Be sure to follow so you don't miss future episodes. And just so you know, leaving a five-star review will help this podcast reach more people like you and in the sober community. It's an easy way to do your part in normalizing a sober lifestyle because I truly believe that nobody should feel alone in sobriety. And that being said, feel free to reach out to me or anyone on the sober Instagram community. Check out my show notes for my Instagram handle at this is Steph sober. My DMs are always open.